This is my favorite part of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, then you are a new creation. Okay, guys, I hope you are having a wonderful day so far. This is the last section of the stream. Every day we do three sections, right? You got your long sum, short sum, which is the first one. I'll upload that later for you. Then our section one is our daily topics, which we just went over, which we spoke about the U.S. investor being canceled, uh, specifically not being able to purchase XRP or any other assets that are going to affect our financial market soon and what BlackRock has done. And now we have our third section, guys, which is not going to be specifically about the crypto market, but this is a new creation scripture section. Um, this channel is called New Creation Capital uh, or New Creation, right? New Creation Cap. Uh, but New Creation Capital was built on the fact that I believe that cryptocurrency and one world government things I see playing out in the world is, I mean, it is prophesied, right? God prophesied it. Uh, and I try to kind of explain what I see and how that's playing out and everything that what God has kind of opened my eyes for. So uh, without going on like a long lecture, yesterday we spoke about this painting here. Let me show you, okay? It's called Checkmate, and I played a video for you. Get a good chance, go back and watch it. Uh, talking about the looking get, the looking, uh, the looking glass project, uh, how everything comes to a head, and we spoke about Revelation yesterday. And then Dragonfire said, "Man, we should really dive into who painted this and look into it." And I kind of was like, "Okay, I'm not too mad." So this Checkmate painting is supposed to be what he described as the devil, plain man. Okay and checkmating men, that no matter what happens, that the devil can always checkmate men if they want knowledge and that God is not there. Well, a grandmaster came by to this amazing painting that is in the Louvre, uh, painted in the early 1800s, and the grandmaster stared at it. Why everyone's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, this is the devil playing a game of check, uh, chess and beating man. And the grandmaster staring at it and staring at it. He says, man, that's not right. He goes, "There's this is not checkmate. You either have to change the name of the painting or change the painting because there's still a move left. Okay, there is still a move, still a move left in this. And then that brought us to another one talking about, you know, well, well Satan just kinda comes to kill, still and destroy. And you see in this painting, which is interesting, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, go ahead and zoom screen in for you real quick, okay? It's interesting in this painting here that the devil is looking at the man. See that? The devil depicted is looking at the man. And what's other is this angel, who protects this angel, is looking sad. Why is he looking sad at the man? Okay, and that was a thought. And this guy's got his head, he looks frustrated, and I understand. We we see that. But this guy here is like, you're checked. But then the grandmaster walked by and said, Man, this guy, he's got one more move. He's got one more move. And he says it needs to be, the, the name of the painting needs to be changed. So that got me digging. That got me digging a little bit to see where the inspiration comes from. And the inspiration came from a book written by Ger in, in Germany. Okay, a German legend based on the historical John uh, George Faust. Okay. And I wanted to know who this was. That's the person who wrote this uh, this book. Okay, uh, let's see, what was the other part? It says here, it says that 
The Uterite, Faust, is highly successful yet dissatisfied with his life. That's the character of this book, okay? Which leads him to make a pact with the devil at crossroads, exchanging his soul for unlimited knowledge and worldly pleasures. That's the whole point. So he said, you know, well, we see that actually in L.A. right now, right? People selling their soul for Grammys, okay? Selling their soul for Oscars, selling their soul for fame. And that's what he's saying right here. He's telling you. And it reminds me of, a, of another book I need to read by C.S. Lewis. Uh, not C.S. Lewis. I'll bring up by C.S. Lewis, which is interesting. Anyway, so that's a good example. So he's saying this, the way the reason this book is, is like this man wanted, love God. Sounds like Job. But he said in, in return, he's like, but I want knowledge and power and worldly pleasures. So he makes a pact with the devil, which creates that chess game, right? But we know that in scriptures, God is the ultimate chess player, the beginning and the end, and he, and he takes care of it all, right? And, he, and the devil already knows what the ending is. In fact, in the Bible, which is, I talk about this every time, 70% is prophetic. 66 books in the Bible, 70% of them are prophetic. The others are just historical. There's no, there's no guessing in the Bible. There's facts, prophecy, uh, prophecy that has come true and is still coming true and continues to play out. And this was one of them. So when we look at a closer look, like, why would someone have a painting and, and do that and put this out there? And then it gets put in the Louvre next to Mona Lisa. And it's this big deal saying, yeah, this is man's fall to the devil. Well, what is the spiritual implications of something like this? Right? Because the, the, the grandmaster said, wait, there's still one move left. There's one move. Now, this guy's painting, he's not super famous. There's a bunch of sketches, you know, and other people have done it. But the fact is, they just said the devil wins. And the devil never wins. And I think it's really important for you to understand that. Because repeatedly in Scripture, okay, repeatedly in Scripture. Let me do this real quick. Go on. Uh, repeatedly in Scripture, okay. This is what it says when things seem hopeless. So if you're feeling hopeless right now, and that's kind of why I'm diving, because that painting was to say, hey, you human, the devil is in control, you're hopeless. But if you make a pact with me, I'll give you all the money, all the power, all the knowledge that you want. Just follow me. Doesn't that sound like Adam and Eve and the tree of knowledge of good and evil versus the tree of life? If you guys don't know about the Adam and Eve, that's, that's kind of how it was. Serpent said, so this is the tree of life. Did God say you're surely going to die if you take a bite of this fruit? First, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You'll be separated. The mark is sin, right? God always provides. So when you think you're checkmated by the devil, the thing is that the grandmaster, what he said here, and then I'll move on to the, to the scriptures. What the grandmaster said here is the king still has one more move. And so even though humans, painters, famous painters say, the devil's got you checkmated. But someone who knows God, someone who knows a great chess player, a grand master says, king still got one more move. The king still has one more move. And that leads me to tell you, the devil is going to test us. Something like this, something just like the painting in the Louvre where millions of people come see it. They say, look at it and say, this is the picture of the devil beating you. 
He's got you checkmated, and God's sad. Look at this. Let me zoom in. Look at that. Whatever angel that is, looks sad. And that angel is nothing like it's described in scriptures. I mean, then you got, I mean, all around it, it's like you're playing in the devil's lair. I mean, even look at the painting down here. Skulls. The devil thinks he's got you trapped, but he doesn't have you trapped. In fact, he thought he had Jesus trapped. He thought he had Jesus trapped. And that's what brings me to Matthew 4, 111. And I'm going to read this to you because some of you guys are in this right now. This is even Jesus who came here was tested by the devil in the wilderness. Remember, there's nothing he hasn't gone through on earth when he became man that we don't go through. And it says here, after 40 days and 40 nights of Jesus fasting and tired and exhausted and think he's beat down, no water, anything. And this is after his cousin, John the Baptist was beheaded. He went into the wilderness for 40 days. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, this is after the dove. The dove came down and, and spoke and he was baptized by John, right? 40 days and 40 nights in there. And then it says, then the spirit, right? The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be, to be tempted by the devil. That's the thing. Jesus is like, I don't need to be because I'm God. I can do whatever, but I need to follow men, not follow men. But let me get that. Let me make sure I'm theology. Uh, my theology is correct here. Not saying he needed to do this. But he wanted to do this to show us how to fight the devil. There we go. Okay. So when the devil is attacking us, right, we don't need to be led anywhere by the spirit to find the devil. The devil is going to come find us. But in this case, the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It says after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry. And so the tempter, the devil, that chess player on the other side came to him and said, hey, I'm going to move my rook up here. He says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones, since you're so hungry, to become bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written. So you see here, Jesus responded to him with scripture. It is written with scripture, which is why we talk about scripture here. Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, here's the thing. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh. So here is the word saying using the word against the devil the way we could. So we can use Jesus because we use his words. It is written, it is written that man cannot live by bread alone. So I'm hungry, but this is not the only thing I survive. Then the devil looked at him and said, okay, okay, all right, you, 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 you don't need food. But what about like the checkmate thing? Remember all the knowledge? Remember, remember this? What do you want to give him? Power, knowledge, wealth. So the devil looks at Jesus and said, okay, okay, okay. Well, let me take you here. I'm gonna take you to the holy silly city. And we're gonna stand on the highest point of the temple. And I'm gonna say to Jesus, and this is what he does. He says, if you are the son of God, then throw yourself down, right? Because I'm gonna use scripture against you because the devil knows scripture. The devil knows the Bible better than you because remember, he was God's worship leader before us. And, and he was told, the, the, the angels were told to take care of us, serve us. And he said, no, 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 no. I am more powerful for these guys. You have given me all this power. I'm not doing that. You created these people in your image. I, oh, I despise them because they're your image, but they're not you. I don't need to follow them. 
So he knows the scriptures. He knows the rules. He knows the game. So he tries to quote scripture. He tries to use Jesus against Jesus. How many people see that today? How many people in America alone will misquote the Bible to get their point across to you, the believer, or don't even know what to stand? Most people who quote Bibles have never read the Bible from front to back. They use what someone else says and tries to use it. So here's the devil saying, I'm going to quote scripture like we see people do here today. And he says, well, throw yourself off because the Bible says, well, at the time, you know, the Torah, does the scriptures say it is written, he... Yahweh will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus says, okay, that's a good scripture to quote. I'm glad that you quoted the scripture to me, random person on the street that calls himself an atheist. Thank you for sharing that scripture for me to tell me how bad my God is. However, let's put it into context. Jesus says, I am the word, dude. Let me tell you what it also says. It says, do not put your Lord God to the test. Don't test him. You jump off that cliff to test God. Well, I told you not to test me. I'm not about to catch you because you wanted to test me that way versus on my timing. So devil, good job. But I'm going to use my word the proper way. So the devil said, okay, whatever. I'm going to take you to the highest mountain and show you all the kingdoms of the world. I will give this all to you, the devil. We hear this today. LA, San Francisco, uh, New York, Chicago, small towns, even small town, little bitty place. The devil is everywhere. But more importantly, this is the number one thing you hear. God's not going to give you everything. Worship me and I'll give you everything. If you bow down to me, that is Satan in a nutshell. But Jesus said to him, and this is important to all of you. This is the number one commandment. Love the Lord God all your heart, your mind, and your soul, but no one else above. Worship the Lord, your God, and serve only him. Devil, not money, not fame, not worship, not what people think, only him. And it says here, then the devil left him, and then the angels came to attend him. Do you hear that? The devil comes to you, playing a game of chess. But the ultimate chess player, guys, is on our side. He is your God. He is your creator so much that he said, let me show you how to do this. After 40 days and 40 nights of starving, of thirst, then the devil came. But only because he was allowed to come. Remember, the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. What is your wilderness? That's where the devil comes to get you at your lowest, when you're hungry, when you're tired, when you're thirsty, when you're scared, some kind of fear. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That is what he does. But we are with a greater chess player. We are with the God above all gods, the king above all kings, the Lord above all lords. And he's still got one more move. So when the devil is looking at you like this, that's because he's hoping you don't look up. The angel is looking down. That man, chess player, is looking down. You know where he should be looking? Up. Focus on kingdom and all his righteousness. And our Lord God will give us what we need. How good is he? How good is he?
let me know in the comments below what you think of him. Where do you stand? What do you think of all this? What should we dive into next? But just know that even Jesus was tempted. So you are no different, but just use the word against the liar. And as it says, he will leave you. Hey Best guys, thanks is. for watching. Please make sure you like, subscribe, share this video, subscribe to this channel, and do the thing that people do on social media. At Twitter, at TikTok, you know, New Creation Capital. Let us know, guys. Thanks so much. I hope you guys have a great day. Later, guys.